Do you ever feel like evil is going to win out? Do you trust that God will restrain wickedness and that ultimately he will defeat it? These are questions that I want you to consider today as we look at Daniel chapter 8 verses 13 through 14. Hi, I'm Dr. Andrew Marquez, and this is the Baptist on the Bible podcast, and this is your 7 at 7 devotion. I try to put these out every Friday and Monday at 7 a.m. I do the best I can. Today, we're going to finish our series called Trying Times from Temporal Authority. And this discussion has been looking at the first half of Daniel chapter 8 and how different powers will arise, and these powers will be driven and motivated by different things. And Christians need to be aware, believers in God need to be aware that God is in control. And today we're going to go ahead and look at the very end of this section before we move into the next series, which we'll look at the second half of Daniel chapter 8. And this um, series is going to focus on the reality that God prevents evil from prevailing. God will prevent evil from prevailing. This is an important thing to remember, especially as we look around and it feels like there's so much evil in the world. So let's go ahead and read these verses together and we'll talk a little bit more about them. Beginning in verse 13 of Daniel chapter 8, it says, Then I heard a holy one speaking, and another holy one said to that certain one who was speaking, How long will the vision be concerning the daily sacrifices and the transgression of desolation, the giving of both the sanctuary and the host to be trampled underfoot? And he said to me, For two thousand three hundred days, then the sanctuary shall be cleansed. Amen, and may God bless the reading of his word. So we have a verse here that kind of sums up uh, a break. You know, Daniel's been shown the vision, and as he's been seeing the vision, he's building questions, and he's listening now to a celestial conversation. The celestial conversation is one that, that's wondering, how long will God allow this? Even the angels seem to know that this can't go on forever. And that's encouraging, I think, to you and I. But the reality is it will be limited. And we get a very specific date, a 2,300-day limitation. And then following that limitation, there will be a cleansing of the sanctuary. And so we'll look at more detail about this in the following series as Daniel is given the interpretation by the angels. And this interpretation will be much more specific than what we've covered. But what we see even at this point in the story is the reality that evil will be limited, that the time that evil forces are granted for dominance is limited, and it is limited by God to a specific date. God is not necessarily reacting and responding, but he is permitting evil to have its day for a limited window that he is aware of, that he has set, and that this evil is going to be removed. Now, why would God do this? This is a question that I think that we ask, why is there evil? The reality is that we live in a fallen world due to the sin of our ancestors and the sin of ourselves. And our sin has caused great harm to the world that we live in. And our sin is even being restrained by God. And if we are not restrained in our sin, we will progress more rapidly and more furiously towards greater depths of evil. And at times, as God judges societies and cultures, he allows us to go our own way. And when God lets us go our own way, it results in a window where evil reigns. And this is terrible. It's, it's something that is hard to really wrap your minds around. But the thing that Christians hold on to in the midst of all this is that God gives us hope that despite the time that evil will be let loose, it will be restrained and then there will be a restoration. The sanctuary will be cleansed. God will restore the things that were corrupted by evil in its day. Even now, God is restraining evil. 2 Thessalonians 2.6 says, And now you know 
what is restraining, that he may be revealed in his own time. That, that God is actually restraining the Antichrist so that he cannot come to his full power. The reality is, for most of what we go through, the evil that we see is not the greatest evil uh, that, that could possibly be, but rather it's periods of judgment that fall upon nations. And these judgments actually will result in God uh, shaking this world so that the unshakable things will stand. And that will be his people, his church, his bride. So when we recognize that evil is limited, that it's limited by a time set by God, and that restoration follows, we have great hope. The truth promotes patience for Christians and perseverance, that we might even suffer and endure hardship, knowing that around the corner is our hope. The hope of rescue and redemption is strengthened, that we know that we will be vindicated. And so when you're tempted to reject the truths of Scripture, you hold fast to those truths, knowing that the vindication is coming. Even as Christ was vindicated after his crucifixion, that he went down and preached to those spirits his victory. He was vindicated. We will be vindicated either in this life or in judgment when we have stood our ground and held through the persecution that might come against us. And it gives us an urgency. The truth that we know that God is working through even the dark times gives us an urgency to reach the lost through a genuine witness. Because we know that judgment will come, evil will prevail, and all the more important among all the things going around is that souls need to be saved. And we can be faithful in the gospel, knowing that even through persecution, our gospel is more profound. The pronouncement, the words that you can't even come up with, we know in the midst of persecution, the long-suffering of believers is the greatest proclamation of the gospel that there is. Tertullian has a famous quote. Um, many people have heard it said that the blood of the martyrs is the seed of the church. And that is true. Uh, Tertullian's actually full quote is this. It says, do your worst and rack your inventions for tortures for Christians. It is all to no purpose. You do but attract the world and make it fall the more in love with our religion. The more you mow us down, the thicker we rise. The Christian blood you spill is like the seed you sow. It springs from the earth again and fructifies the more. That's from 197 AD. In the midst of terrible persecution, Tertullian says, do your worst because your tortures, your persecutions, your martyrdom of believers results in all the more flourishing of the Christian faith. And so look to these wonderful truths of hope in the midst of persecution and dark times. God is restraining evil and it will only last for a period of time. It will not prevail. I hope that encourages you today. If you have been encouraged by this podcast, I uh, ask you to go ahead and rate this with a five star and share it on your own social media to get the word out. I'd like to encourage others if possible. Thank you. God bless and take care.